0: My name is Vinny Malave and I love horror movies and wrestling.
1: Welcome to What Do You Like, the podcast where we get to know a person through their passions and hobbies. Today, we are joined by a very special guest, um, someone I've known for a few years now. Um, He is the owner and co-founder of The Cryptic Closet. Um, He also is a graphic designer. Um, He's a guitar player for the the very popular band Kowloon Bay. Uh, He has Numerous titles that we'll kind of get into, um, and we're really excited. This is the first dual passion podcast that we've ever had. The very short uh, life of this podcast, it only took eight episodes, but we're breaking ground. I'm really excited to have Vinny Malave on the podcast. How's it going, Vinny?
0: What's going on, man? It's going. I, really, uh, I don't know. If, I know it's an audio podcast, but if, uh, for those who aren't seeing the video, he has the Pee Playhouse background um wait let me correct myself he has the, a good background uh, view of his house and it looks just like peewee's playhouse and i'm really jealous
1: yes i've redesigned my entire op- what happens so like when we have these these are all recorded over zoom and what we do i try to make the guests feel like at home and i know vinny is a big fan of peewee's playhouse so i was like i'm just gonna buy all the furniture and redecorate my entire apartment to look just like peewee's playhouse. Um, as a small investment to to really make it's
0: Vinny f- investment. We just we just want that.
1: Absolutely, I might keep it like this. Uh, we'll see. We'll see if the puppets start to like wake me up in the, in the night. Um, and speaking of waking up in the night, that kind of leads into one of the topics we're talking about tonight today. Um, we have Vinny, whose passions are horror movies and wrestling. Now you might say those are very different passions, but I think. And knowing Vinny, they flow really, really closely into each other. Um, I guess kind of how we want to start this conversation is where did, where did these passions come from? Where did they enter your life? Um, kind of let's go over the history of horror and wrestling in your life.
0: Um, you know, <clears throat> so to go really far back, I grew up never knowing my father. So I was I was always a mama's boy, but I was heavily influenced by my uncle, and um, I would spend a lot of time with him. And of course, his loves were wrestling and horror. Um, every every weekend in October, he would invite all my cousins and his nieces and nephews, and you know, on his wife's side, and we'd all hang out and we'd do sleepovers, you know. And he'd pick like three horror movies and. Whoever stood up the latest would get a prize. And it was just always something we looked forward to, you know. And as I got older, it became something that I would do once a year to – I'd start watching horror movies by myself as a young kid in my room, close the door watching Child's Play and scaring myself shitless, you know. And uh, with wrestling, it was just like I was – I loved it the moment I laid eyes on it, you know um and since then I always kept up I think there was like a small time where maybe a year or two I stopped watching WWE but I was watching TNA back when they first started um but I've always had those two loves and I mean they kind of go hand in hand I've always I don't know there's some people who like you said would say they're completely different but for people who are entrenched in those um whether it be you go to horror movie conventions or whatever it may be uh you kind of realize that they kind of go hand in hand. Like, it's it's not a coincidence that a lot of these horror movie conventions book, you know, Kurt Angle to do a signing or book Goldust or Booker T, you know? It's like, they don't do it because they're just wrestling fans. Like, it those two mesh more than, than people like to, you know, believe.
1: Sure. Let's kind of dive into kind of where they overlap. Because, um, I mean, there is some, like there's various forms of wrestling and like, I think some wrestling forms of wrestling kind of mesh better with horror, but I don't think it's exclusive. So like kind of in your experience and in both worlds, like where do you see those overlaps?
0: I just love, you know, there aren't a lot, obviously there's some characters like the undertaker really, uh, really left an impression at a young age, you know? Um, but I think overall there's only one thing that kind of really brings those two together and it's just storytelling, you know, Um, there's horror aspects depending on what kind of match, if it's a buried alive match, stuff like that. Wrestling isn't pure horror. You know, I mean, sometimes they'll have really horror, like horrible knockoffs, like extreme rules, you know, (laughs) horror show. That was, that was bad. But like when it all comes down to it, it's the storytelling, you know, and then you have certain characters that kind of sprinkle horror aspects to it, like Aleister Black, um, Finn Balor when he came on as a demon, things like that were as a fan of, you know, any kind of horror movies, like you you just kind of gravitate towards that character.
1: Sure. And another thing that kind of pops up is, again, I'm a huge fan of wrestling, not so much of the horror aspect. Growing up, I would watch a horror movie and just be terrified and not want to keep watching it. That's that's kind of where you and I differ.
0: That's how I feel uh, about. I see like movies with the uh, Britney Spears and glitter oh. uh, movie glitter with Mariah Carey and crossroads with Britney Spears. Those two are, those are the scariest movies I've ever seen.
1: <laughs> I'm not going to argue with that one either. Um, but one thing that I think also like wrestling almost has like a campy background too. Yeah. Um, it's, some parts of it should be taken very seriously, but I I've always loved like comedy matches and things like that. And I think like horror movies kind of fall into that w- realm as well, where it, you, you can take a, like a very serious dark horror movie, like very seriously and be very scary, but there's also there, the, the campy, like fun aspect of horror movies. Yep. Um, do you see which area of horror do you kind of drive to or like connect oh, I, more to
0: I, I love it all, man. I don't even, I'm not even biased when it comes to that. Um, I love the really creepy, serious horror movies, but then I also love the super campy old eighties movies. Like I love killer clowns from outer space. I love the old Friday 13th movies. Like the, all the, you know, the later nightmare on Elm street movies, there were so many dad jokes and puns that Freddy Krueger would spit out. And uh, like, I can't help, but love it. You know, like I, I don't know, even Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, there's some parts that are just like so kooky and just ridiculous. And it was because Sam Raimi was heavily influenced by the Three Stooges, you know? So he liked the slapstick humor. So he kind of used that and kind of blended his love with horror movies and, you know, mixed it with his love for slapstick humor. And um, that's why it's so different and unique. When you watch a Sam Raimi movie, you can tell it's a Sam Raimi movie. Um, But no, I, I... I, I love them both equally honestly. It depends on what kind of mood I'm in. Gotcha.
1: I think I think that that's pretty natural. I think everyone when they have a passion, there are times where they need to take a, ste- a step away from parts of it because I think anytime you fully engross yourself in something it's pretty unhealthy. Like you can't you can't completely live in that cuz like there's some people who are going to be like there might be people that are super into the environment, but every once in a while they're going to have to, like, I don't know, take, drive somewhere or fly somewhere. Like there's going to be aspects that you're going to have to like take a break or like obviously um, even like actual wrestlers. Obviously their passion is going to be wrestling, but you'll ask a wrestler and a lot of times they don't even watch wrestling because like they're they're too engrossed in one aspect of life. They can't really be in it 24 seven. Um so that's why I think it's really it's almost healthy that you have these two similar but very different also passions. Um do you think that the idea of having them similar enough that you feel comfortable in both um but they are different enough that you can kind of float back and forth do you think that influences the fact that you have such strong passions for both these mediums?
0: Um you know I never thought about it that way but, but probably I mean I don't know. I, um, I always grew up loving them for different reasons, you know? Like, wrestling was a really cool escape, you know? It was, it was like, it would take my mind off things. I mean, not, not that I had a whole lot of shit in my mind as a kid anyway, you know, besides how hot the Pink Ranger was or <laughs> – um, is this like PG-13?
1: Uh, it's marked as explicit, so you can say whatever you want. Oh, I mean, cool. just don't say anything that will get you canceled.
0: Okay, no, no. So, like, I the first time I got a boner as a kid, you know, I was watching the uh, big comfy couch, and she was doing that clock stretch. <laughs> and, uh, I I always tell people, I'm like, man, that's the reason why. Like, three forty five is my favorite time of the day. You know, you guys <laughs> figure that out. Like, but, uh, yeah, I would watch wrestling, and it was just like the larger than life characters, especially us growing up as kids we got to see the attitude era. We got to see, you know, everything leading up to it too. You know, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels and Undertaker diesel. And it was like, there was so much good stuff to watch, you know, and everything was so much more simple back then. There was no social media. I mean, you would be given a VHS tape. And as a kid, I would just watch the same over and over and over again. You know, um, if I go on a road trip, I bring the tape with me or my wrestlers in a little bag. And, um, as far as like horror movies go, it was, it was more so like I had a thrill off getting scared. You know, it was, it was more of like the adrenaline rush that I would get from watching a horror movie. But now it's become to the point where I just, I just enjoy watching. I just love watching it. But before it was the rush of being scared shitless. But these days it takes a lot more to like, I don't find myself cringing as much. I feel like my tolerance is way too high, Mm -hmm. but, um, yeah, that's that's kind of a. Uh, it's yeah. interesting. Like they
1: they they have very different roles in your life. Like one was more like a calming aspect, like an escape, and other was just like I'm gonna push my limits.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, because like I said, I clearly remember <clears throat> going to Blockbuster. My mom told me I could rent any movie I wanted, and I rented Child's Play and I watched it with the, clo- the door closed and the lights off, and. Then I hear people who, you know, I know or I'll go on a date and, the, and I'll talk to them about movies. And they'll talk about how scared to death they were of Chucky, the doll. You know, and I'm like over here torturing myself and enjoying it. So I don't know. Maybe I was just like a sick kid. But I think I'm, I'm thinking pretty cool, I guess. I'm on a podcast, so.
1: That's true, I mean, and and that that's that's how you rate how cool you are nowadays is whether or not you're on a podcast.
0: No, um, uh, specifically Jeremy's podcast. Yeah, he goes through a lot of work to find the people he gets on his shows. Me, um, yeah, I, I didn't get to say this in the beginning because uh, we started off with the question, but I really do appreciate you having me on a on your show. I was really excited that you were starting this.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, and I. I probably should have mentioned early on. Also, I was going to mention the end, but I think it's important to note that uh, Vinny's actually the designer of the logo of this podcast.
2: Oh. Uh,
0: but I, 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 I saw your, I saw your logo, and it wasn't bad. I just knew that, uh, you, you were probably dealing with a lot with um, getting everything set up, getting your studio set up, getting the mics all together. You probably didn't have the time to put together a proper logo, and um, as friends you know what that's what i'm supposed to do so i was more than happy to do that for you
1: yep i do appreciate uh you saying it wasn't bad um because it it wasn't great i was really impressed with what i was able to do with no graphic design ability
0: i'm impressed with what you're able to do with all of this my friend um you are a one-man show so uh i applaud you that's why when i saw that i was like you know that's the least i can do to help and if you ever need anything in the future like a flyer if you ever do a live show whatever the case may be Willing
1: to help you out? Sure. I mean, uh, the the tens of people who listen to this, uh, I think they'll they love to come out to a live show. But who knows? Who knows where this goes? And that, I think that's the, the fun part about this uh, this entire thing. I mean, I've al- obviously I've definitely had interest in podcasts. I've listened to podcasts probably coming on ten years now. Um, so, like, I've always wanted the idea to like to actually like delve into the world of podcasting. But I've never, like, like, I could do a wrestling, like, I love wrestling, I could do a wrestling podcast, but there's 14,000 wrestling podcasts, and they'd all do it better than me. Right. Um, and I, I thought about, like, I they have other interests that I could kind of dive into, but again, if you there's so many niche, niches in podcasting that if I fall into one of those niches, there's already people that have been doing it for six years and are really great at it. So I was like, well, I don't want to just do something and then... Have it be the same as everything else.
0: So, what made you pull the trigger?
1: So, a couple of things for this podcast. One, I caught, I thought of the idea of like, well, it doesn't have to have a niche. The niche is just people are interesting and they have interests, and let's learn about people. Like, obviously, there's other like I, there's NPR and stuff like that, but I, my podcast can be very different than anything that's on NPR. Right. Um. So I was I wasn't worried about that crossover um there um and also just we're starting this in the the times of covid um and i don't get to see people as much so i was like well this is going to be a great opportunity to kind of have a conversation and i mean if you've listened to the podcast since the beginning um episode two i had a friend on who i've known since like middle school and i found out that he's like a competitive power lifter i had no idea i talked to him Pretty frequently, I had no idea that he did like competitively. I knew he like worked out, but like he, he goes to like a powerlifting gym once a week. Um, Even in the COVID times, he like ventures out into the world to still like get into shape and he like can, I think he said his between three lifts, he can lift like 1100 pounds.
0: I just ordered five guys. You uh,
1: like you order five guys on
0: this podcast? Oh, uh, right before I got on. Oh, are they uh, here? As you're, the more you're saying about this guy, the more I'm feeling guilty. Oh.
1: <laughs> no, you shouldn't be at all.
0: No, no, not that. I'm feeling guilty that I didn't get a larger fry. <laughs> Listen, I, I applaud this gentleman. When you get him on, tell him I said that because I barely get the motivation to go and do a push up.
1: Sure. Absolutely. And I think that really, that really highlights like the, everyone has this different interests. Like, Fitness is something that's very important to him. I wish it was more important for me as well. Um, But, like, the whole idea of this podcast is to have those conversations and, like, get to know the person. And I think looking at your life and, like, how horror and wrestling kind of fell into at such a young age, um, and it was, like, from what you said, it was, like, a connection to family. And I can definitely relate to that because, like, when I was growing up, wrestling specifically for me – um that was like my connection to my father my parents got divorced when i was seven um and really wrestling is the only thing i connected with my father with at all so like because of that my dad like really linked on to that and then his entire like family was also big into wrestling so like even when he kind of left like he'd come in and out of my life when he kind of stepped out i still have my uncle and my grandparents and like i would go over to their house to watch all the pay-per-views like, they ordered every pay per view. Um, I don't know where they had the money to do this, but they figured it out. The family um, box. No, it was, they legit, like, I, there are other stories about my grandfather not paying for wrestling stuff um, that I might get into in the future once um, the Statute of Limitations is over. But they always pay for the pay per views. Like, they, that's just where they invested their money. Um, so it was always like that connection to my, to like the, that side of my family, even though, um, with the divorce, there wasn't, wasn't a ton of other connections there. So I can definitely relate that there's like the familial aspect.
0: Yeah. Like it even goes far back to my grandma and grandfather's side, like their grandfathers, you know, my great, great grandfathers and all that. Um, they were hardcore to you know, ultra Libre because they're, you know, they'd they watch it in Puerto Rico. And um, I remember my mom telling me a story of one of my great-grandfathers going to a live event. And the guy, I don't know what wrestler it was, but his guy was losing. And he was drunk, and he jumped over the barricade and tried to jump in the ring and hit, the, you know, the guy who was uh, kicking his guy's ass. Ended up getting kicked out by the police, uh, getting locked up and banned from that arena or whatever. So, I mean, obviously... The love of wrestling goes pretty hard in my family. Sure.
1: And um, the, that's even amazing that's like historical in your family. Like it's.
0: Yeah, he, he was. We had someone in the family who was dumb enough to jump over. That was back when there was, you know, Kayfabe was real, guys.
1: Yeah. Oh. No. I, I, there's still people
0: nowadays um, who think Raven eye eyes really messed up.
1: Exactly. And I, 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 don't, I don't think that's necessarily a terrible thing
0: um i i kind of wish like i look at that it's like you ever see a movie that's really really good and you think to yourself man if i can just warp my mind to be able to watch it again completely fresh as if i'd never seen it before you know and that's where i feel i'm like man i almost wish i could watch wrestling and have that you know suspended disbelief and just be like you know is that real or what you know yeah so i get it i can appreciate that side too
1: absolutely it's like uh children if you're listening right now um don't listen anymore but it's like the the magic i think i mentioned on this podcast before the magic of Santa Claus um and the idea like I had a when I uh I studied abroad in England and one of my cohorts one of my classmates she grew up in Utah and she believed in Santa Claus until she was 13 years old. And my first response is like, how, but then I was like, that's amazing to believe in this magical being because you were good throughout the entire year brings you gifts <laughs> just by the kindness of his heart. Just every year, like how amazing that world is to live in that.
0: You know what? Here's here's a, here's a little Easter egg for you. Pun intended. Um, I know we probably weren't even planning to touch base on this. I don't think I've ever brought this up on any podcast, but I was the Easter Bunny at one point at the mall. Really? Yeah. If you would have told me that as a child, that I was going to be the Easter Bunny, I probably would have had so much more confidence. You know? Like, <laughs> like I would have been able to ask out, you know, Kimmy or whatever the fuck to Homecoming, you know, whisper in her ear, like, I would be the Easter Bunny. <laughs>
1: I mean, yeah, and it definitely falls into this, like, I mean, this escapism aspect of your life. Like, there is... Oh, a... know,
0: I' was trying to escape from all my problems in that bunny suit. <laughs> all my problems. I left them. I was like, listen, when I pick up those eggs, it's a whole different life. So,
1: how did, how did you get involved in that? Like, where...
0: Uh, my band at the time, um, my drummer, who somehow had a connection to somebody who ran, like, the photo ops at the mall. Um, she asked him if he wanted to be an Easter bunny and he said, yeah. And then she was like, well, we need help. And as soon as I found that out, I hopped onto it.
1: <laughs> I think that, I think that speaks to you as a person as well, though, like jumping at opportunities. And it, may, it makes me think of your business ventures that you've kind of jumped into or hopped into as, as you would say. Mm-hmm. Um, based on your passion. So I guess this may be a good time to kind of dive into the cryptic closet.
0: Cryptic so, carrot. The what? Cryptic carrot. Oh, gee. But maybe you should probably lock that up. It only happens one time a year. Oh, okay. I only pull out that persona one time a year. I, I don't have enough time to deal with all those ladies.
1: That makes sense. That makes sense. I I've
0: never seen more children cry. like More children cry to my lap as the Easter Bunny than when they walk past my boot.
1: Really? So you're, you're you're that, I guess generally I think most kids are afraid
0: of the mall Easter bunny. Well, I mean, because you're like Michael Myers in an Easter bunny costume. They tell you not to talk. So I have my headphones on. I'm listening to music and I'm just there, you know, with a little fan um, paid not to talk, just stare at kids. I remember there was a kid wearing a DX shirt though. And he was looking at me and obviously I could, I could only see through the mesh eyes. And I was looking at him, and he was walking past, and he kept looking back as his mom was walking past. And he kept looking back, you know, like doing the typical kid thing where he'd walk away and he just kept looking back at me. And I see him, so I decided to do the suck it. And, I, I <laughs> and then he freaked out. He's, he started pulling his mom's arm like, Mom, Mom, look, look, look. She turned around, and I just, I just got my normal pose. Like, I wasn't doing anything. She probably thought her kid was full of shit, but I really didn't tell her child. suck. So.
1: That's hilarious.
0: The Easter Bunny did, not me. Yeah, exactly. You know, in a friendly way.
1: Exactly. And I, I mean, that's amazing. You're able, like that kid probably to this day, maybe, Hey, if you're listening, reach out for sure. See if we can, we can make this connection.
0: Yeah, for real. If you remember at Chicago Ridge mall, that was me. Maybe like almost 10 years ago. Jesus. Yeah. We're getting old. I remember getting out of the suit and changing my normal clothes. And I saw a little girl with her mom and I, I waved and I looked like the biggest, just pedophile cuz I wasn't in the suit anymore I was just a normal guy and she's like why are you waving at my child and I'm just like I was the easter bunny which is creepy in itself so it's just yeah. like um yeah so I've always I've always had really cool jobs growing up
1: Yeah so like how did speaking of, how did this how did the cryptic closet start like where um, where was that the origin of that
0: Started basically because I got hired by Ryan um when he hired me at 1 hour teas I would be, you know, I would basically be paid to design T shirts for people and write up invoices and all that. And in between then, you know, he would let employees print their own shirts or whatever it'd be. And I would design my own random horror movie stuff, you know? And I had enough people asking me like where'd you get that? to where it kind of sparked an idea as to whether or not I should like start an online shop, you know. Um, not to mention I had I wanna say a year before that or two years before that I had gone to my first horror movie convention. It was called flashback weekend. And um, I didn't even know that world existed. So it kind of blew my mind. It was like, I felt like I was a kid in Toys R Us, you know, like there were so many (laughs) cool vendors um, and it just sparked my interest. So when I did the shop, I decided, you know, I'm going to try to do one of those conventions. So in 2016, um this was like march i decided i was just gonna start up a big cartel and i put up designs i had i had a couple horror movie ones i had like a couple punny ones i had like a sex drugs rock and girl, and i had like dave girl's face um and that's kind of what it was like i wanted to do something with horror but i also love dad humor i love puns i love like stupid jokes like i i I enjoy making people laugh. I love people making me laugh. Like, you know, like we, we especially me and you, we met, like we love joking around and we have that same kind of sarcastic sense of humor, you know? Yeah. And like, I wanted that to reflect in what I do, you know? So when I had the online shop, it was different from being in a band because you get complete creative freedom. You know, I do with my brother, but as far as like the designs go, I, I design them all. But like, me and him started it 2016 and we did our first show and since then we just never stopped. It was almost like an addiction, you know, like we we did our first little setup with a table and had our six or eight designs and um after that show we made money, decided we need a better setup and just kept kept going and kept evolving, you know. Now we have like a huge red canopy tent that looks super professional. Um, full setup we got like we got a whole bunch of stuff you know um when i look back at where me and him first started and where we're at now it's just like it's really crazy because it all just started with my love for t-shirts being able to conveniently print and design t-shirts at my workplace and um combination of the love for horror movies and wrestling
1: i think and the part i think some things that like happen in our lives it almost seems like Predestined, like all the things that kind of fell into place. Like sometimes it seems like magical. Um, but I do want to dig deeper. So, you mentioned in there, you mentioned the, the best thing about like this creative venture is like you are creative, you have full creative control other than music. So, when you were in music, obviously you were in a band, so obviously everyone has a say in it. Um, what was what was that transition like when you moved away from that band into kind of creating like graphic design things like that
0: Um you know I was doing graphic design even before the band leading into the band I would do it. like I would do I would do our graphics I would do our logos or and um then the like that was that was pretty much my baby that was my first love like when I started that band And, um, we broke up in 2011, it was June. And before that, me and my first real love kind of broke up in January and it was just a rough year, you know, and to be completely honest at that time, that was my future. Like if you would have asked me where I was going to be in five or 10 years, I would have told you I was going to be touring with my band and I would be married to that woman and have kids. and um it just all kind of fell apart and staying my band was staying literally three minutes from where I was and my ex was staying 15 minutes away and I just needed like a change of scenario you know like it just a change of scenery and just to get the hell away from my normal environment because it was just it wasn't doing much for me I was I was crabby I was angry I just felt like lost because I, I pretty much had just lost everything you know and a few years later, you know, I get the job at one hour Tees, and, and, you know, a few years after that, you fast forward and I have cryptic and I'm doing conventions and it's like the hardest part of my life was the most necessary, you know, like it's like it almost had to happen. I almost had to fall on my face. I had to lose everything and rebuild from the ground up just to get to where I'm at, you know, because I'll tell you, like it took a couple of years where I felt completely lost and I felt like maybe I'm going to be stuck working a nine to five and that's just going to be my life. And everything that I didn't want to happen is going to happen because I just didn't push hard enough, you know? And when I finally found, you know, I did the cryptic closet thing, I almost felt like I fell in love all over again, you know? And now I have a second shot at making this successful because I've mentioned before, like, and to Berto and you know a lot of our other mutual friends like i want to have a storefront the whole horror house pop-up thing that i did was like a small almost like a like putting your toes in the water just kind of get a feel because i i want to get a storefront I, in chicago there, i know there's a big community for that type of you know niche and i know that people would want that and i kind of want to just build the store that i would love to be at as a fan you know
1: Sure. Sure. And I, I think, uh, to kind of dig into there, like you mentioned, like, sometimes you just have to basically hit rock bottom before you can start moving up. And I think some people like, that's where they figure out what their real passion is. Cause I think it's so easy to like, Oh, I like this. 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 Um, but if everything's kind of going well, you don't really know like you never really invest fully in any of them. Um and I I'm guilty of that at times. Uh but I think when you when the you perceive to like have hit rock bottom, you start to reassess your life and you look at like what's important to me? Like what should I be investing in?
0: Right. Um no, I mean, yeah man, it's like at that moment you kind of realize what you what you really want and what's really important to you you know because i i I will tell you i'm not the same I, i am the same person like when my friends see me even people i've seen since high school i still have the same sense of humor i'm still the same guy but i've matured in many ways you know so many ways that i have to mature but all in all like i i think about the question that i used to get asked a lot before and it's like when I was in the band, it's like, where do you see yourself in five years? Like, oh, touring, you know, doing all this stuff. And now I look at the music industry and it's not what it was. It, I've almost fell out of love with that as well. You know, um, I love playing music, but the thought of touring and doing, like, I'm, I'm totally down to tour or, you know, do shows, you know, out of state and all that stuff. But the thought of that being my normal life doesn't appeal to me anymore because the fact that, for one, I really want that storefront. Two, when the time comes and I do meet somebody and I have a kid, you know, the fact that I never had a dad makes me take fatherhood super seriously, you know? So the thought of being off road and being, you know, being on the road all the time and being away from something like that just doesn't seem like something I'd really want to do anymore. So I feel like not only has my dreams evolved and kind of changed, but it's, 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 the whole thought process behind it is kind of matured as well, you know?
1: Sure. Sure. And I think that's part of, of growing. I think, I mean, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a dolphin trainer. Like that was like my dream job. Um, and then I took a zoology class in uh high school and it's like, this is fine, but like, I don't want to, th- this is not what I'm going to study. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't really care about like, the the growth of microorganisms or, and like understanding all that. I was like, no, no, I just want to see dolphins do flips and stuff like that.
0: <laughs> so you, you do one flip, you're like, all right, I'm <laughs> retired.
1: Yeah, no, no, I want I, I, I want to see them keep doing flips, but like, you can't just tell a dolphin, hey, go do a flip. Like, you have to understand dolphins at a deeper level. I was like, ah, that's that's not the place I want to invest my work in. Uh, I could just go to an aquarium or a zoo, hopefully one that treats them well. That's the other That's the other thing. As you grow, you realize, like, oh, they really shouldn't be in a small tank yeah, doing exactly. flips.
0: You feel so. more guilty being at zoos and aquariums and all this stuff. Yeah. Like, the guilt kind of falls in as you become an adult. As a kid, it's like, you think it's a fucking amazing wonderland, you know? As yeah. an adult, you're just like, this is a prison.
1: Yeah, there's there's some zoos that do it better. Like, if you have an environment where all the animals are, like, rescues, they wouldn't have survived in the wild and like their habitat is as natural as it could be. Those are the ones I like, but then there's like the, the Joe exotic
0: or like the Lincoln park zoos or, you know, Oh yeah. Not that good either. Yeah. Well, you had zoos that cared a little bit more. Yeah.
1: The hard thing with the Lincoln park zoo is it's so old and it's a free zoo. They don't have the money to like do that. So hopefully in the future all that will be fixed. Um, but I mean, that, like that, like that shows like people's passions change people, people grow. Um, and it doesn't like, and doesn't necessarily change your passion. Cause obviously you still have a passion for music, but it, what changes is the amount of work you are effort you want to put into different passions. Cause I think it's normal if people have different interests, um, but you definitely made a choice as you grew and you reassessed who you were as a person, what you wanted out of life as a whole. And there's investment into wrestling and horror. You saw a pathway. You're like, I love these two aspects. There is a way to kind of connect that. And with horror, it's through your own shop, but obviously wrestling working at pro wrestling Tees, mm-hmm. um, you have that connection too. So like you mentioned in, in five, 10 years, you want to see, that uh that storefront where do you think what's the next step after that or is that kind of like i've i've reached my goal this is just i'm just going to maximize this as much as possible do you even is it something you even think about because it might not be something
0: no um so the storefront wouldn't just be like on top of it just being a storefront um my goal would be to I have a lot of my friends who have their own companies and brands and sell their stuff. Basically the thought process behind what I'd want to do is instead of people waiting one or two times a year for these people to come and do these conventions for a weekend, you can go to a local shop and pick up their stuff and they still get paid for it. It's still going to, and, you know, the money's going to their pocket. Kind of like similar pro wrestling tees, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and on top of that, I'd want to do a lot of really cool local, and awesome stuff in Chicago. Like there's a place called the Alamo Draft House in um in Texas. And they do a lot of really cool stuff. They do they did the Friday thirteenth um movie showing where they had they did like a force a force preserve or something. Um they did like a oh. Jaws showing and like a I wanna say it was like one of the pool areas and they, everybody had their own little inflatable. So they do like really cool, unique events and I'm like just that alone, it's, it, you, you feel like a kid again, you know, like I, I've seen jaws many times, but if I can go to a fucking pool, grab inflatable tube, you know, have a drink or whatever, uh, get down and watch jaws. It's, it's a whole different experience, you know, it's something that's super simple, but I mean, nobody does it in our area, you know? And yeah. like, I, I, I think of like a lot of really cool events that you could do, whether it be, um, I don't know. I just think about the pro wrestling T store and what he does, how he has signings, you know, that are exclusive to the in store. And that's, that's what I want to do. I kind of want to adapt that whole process and, and apply it to what I'm doing, you know? And on top of that, I'd still be doing conventions. I'd still be traveling and doing all that. Um, not only as a way to establish my brand in the storefront, but it'd be a good way to still be a part of the horror community and kind of keep your finger on the pulse as far as like what new companies are out or what new places are, are coming up or what new products are really hot. Cause then guess what? I'm going to be able to contact them and be like, Hey, I have a storefront in Chicago and I'd love to carry your stuff, you know, and always constantly be bringing in fresh you know, faces and new products, and new companies. And, you know, just making, making something that's really fun for not just me, but for the whole city or anybody that comes to visit, you know, cause like, that's that's my end goals i want to be able to do something that doesn't feel like it like a job you know and if i can do something that i thoroughly enjoy then i feel like i'll naturally succeed you know like i'm pretty i'm a pretty driven person but i feel like me and my brother have pushed so goddamn hard to not just establish the cryptic closet but the horror house name and um I think about what's lacking in our city and the fact that Chicago doesn't have a store like that. They used to have one called Horribles and that got bought out. And I just feel like there's a big void when it comes to that, you know? Sure. And I feel like now's my time, you know, especially with this whole COVID stuff and a lot of businesses, you know, closing, I feel like now's a really good opportunity. And I'm giving myself, I want to say two years or less to try to get something going.
1: Cool. I think. I think that's very attainable, and I think you're making the right steps. And I like how, you, like, the idea of like, oh, have these events and like, basically develop this commun- this local community even more. And I think it really, like, kind of falls back to, like, when you're a kid and then the the wonder of wrestling and horror and like, where it kind of like, like you said, we we mentioned like the Easter Bunny and and like, Santa Claus and like the magic of it when you're just discovering it. And I think a big thing that's happening now that as an adult, you can kind of reef, like s- start to feel that again is through those uh, events. Like the idea of watching jaws in a pool, like right. it adds, it adds a whole nother element that you can kind of like really immerse yourself in. And like,
0: right. Who's to say that the horror, like on top of the store phone, I can't make horror house a yearly convention you know, like a thing that happens every single year that also the profits go to help keeping the store up every single year, you know? And with those, with that, I can, you know, I'm sure I can work with Ryan and have him help sponsor. Them. You know, like I have a lot of, I feel like everything's happened for a reason. We, we, we mentioned earlier that like, you know, you meet people and you kind of connect with people. And now it's like, I feel like when I get to that point, I'm gonna be ready to, you know, kind of fire off in all aspects, you know, like whatever. I'm, I'm pretty much willing to try whatever, you know, at, at at any cost to kind of make sure that it's successful. You know, like I want to do new and cool shit, whether it be something that I end up falling on my face for. That's fine because I've had ideas where I thought we're gonna be really fucking rad and it just didn't work out. But then I have some things that I don't think anything of and it ends up, you know hitting and striking and we end up making money off of so it's just like i don't know i think when it all comes down to it, you just got to be willing to look like an idiot sometimes you got to be willing to fuck up and be like you know what i wasted my money oh well but like if you're if you fail and you're just like fuck this i can't do this anymore then you don't want it like i there's there's shirts that i'm still sitting on you know that i i, I thought the design was gonna sell and i i'm going to end up having to do like a clearance or some kind of sale to get rid of them, you know, but that's just what it is back to the drawing board. And until you find something that sticks, you know, I feel like you just got to keep trying. And that's what I'll do with the storefront as well. I'm sure that there'll be events that we'll try that won't be as successful as others, but hell, you know, at least somebody's doing something, you know, not saying that there aren't people that are, I'm not throwing shade, but I'm just saying that I'd have a certain expectation of, what I'd want to do with the store and what, you know, me and my brother Moses have in our heads as well as Julio. Um, but yeah, sorry. I, I, I'm rambling now.
1: No, no. I mean that, that's the podcast. I mean that, that, that's the whole idea cause it's, it's very much through rambling that we kind of get to see the, the inner workings and of these passions. And I think you really hit the the nail on the head there, um, where you get you have to be okay with failure. Um, Cause that's where growth happens. And we go back to 2011, very much had a rough year, but out of the ashes rose the Phoenix of everything that's happened in your life since then. So I think that really tells like, don't be afraid to try. Like if you have a passion, if you have something you really care about, go for it. I mean, you did that with all of your ventures, Crypto Closet specifically is probably the most successful. Um, I did those, this podcast, which this is episode eight. So probably 14 million listeners weekly. Um, but yeah, just, I, I, I think that, that's, that, that's a, a great message kind of end this podcast on. I'm like, don't be afraid to fail. And I think you are the poster child of.
2: They love. <laughs> no,
1: of, 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 of growing, growing from failure. Like obviously you grew up loving wrestling and horror. And like your love of wrestling got you into one hour teas, which kind of opened a door into both wrestling and horror with your, the the cryptic closet. And it's going to lead to hopefully great growth in the future.
0: Um, I I just feel like if there's anybody who's listening to this and has like some kind of venture that you've always thought of trying, whether it be a podcast or you have a, something that you want to start your own online shop or you want to start your own business or whatever, whatever the case would be your own band, like just fucking do it, you know, just do it. And if you fail, like at least you can, live your life knowing you at least tried. And if there's people who genuinely knock what you know in your heart, you really want to do, then you know what, don't be around those people. Even if, and if it's family, don't bring that stuff up around them because you don't need that negativity. And I feel like when it comes down to what your passion is, like, it's really important to keep the people who keep you motivated and keep you driven around because the moment you lose that that's the moment you lose motivation. You know, I have people like, I want to thank every single person who like, if it wasn't for Stank, if it wasn't for Michael, Julio, my brother, especially um, my family, like I wouldn't be able to do what I do, you know? And it's because that they keep me motivated. They, they feed me positivity and they always like, even when I'm feeling discouraged, you know, like, whether it be related to Crypto Closet or not, like there's, Alberto, you know, who who'll be like I just have like a great support system and I feel like that's a huge reason why uh, you know, the the company and, and myself like we're doing good and we're becoming successful and me and Moses have had a great past six months, you know, and it's because if it wasn't for those people, I feel like it wouldn't be the same. I I'm a true believer in energy and you know, the kind of energy you give out is what you receive and if you're around positive people, positive things are bound to happen.
1: I think that that's the perfect message that we should send out with this podcast. Um, and with that, I want to thank you Vinny for sharing your story, spending this time with us. Um, I want to make sure that everyone has the information to be able to reach out to you. Um, so number one thing, go to crypt, the crypt, the cryptic Um yep. That's where you can buy all the, the cool things he's talked about. The coolest thing I think they've ever created, um, and I still have to get. I still need to actually go on the website and order the Fanny DeVito.
0: You're not ordering one. You're my friend. I'm going to give you one. Okay. But well, then what I'll do is, um, let me see. What can we do? You know, since you have me on your show, and we're good buddies, feel like, you know, we have. I'm sure you have a couple of listeners who also know who PWT Cast is. So maybe we could do a promo code for your listeners. If they want to go on our site and just use promo code W D Y L 20. We'll say that's the promo code and it'll knock Perfect.
1: off uh 20% 20% off Holy for our God. listeners. Wow.
0: Can't say the other one. Cause that's for another show. Exactly. But yes. You get, an entire twenty percent.
1: Holy cow! Well, if you're out there listening, I absolutely encourage you to to reach out. Go to the dot com. Use that promo code. It'll be in the description. W D Y L twenty. Save you a full twenty percent on everything on the store. Yeah. Yep. Holy cow!
0: Just do well, us a favor and tag us when you get your stuff. And you, uh, whether you wear your shirt, you wear your Fanning DeVito, or you pick up a. Funko Pop or whatever the case may be, feel free to just tag us, give us a shout out.
1: Absolutely. How you can tag it is that you can go to cryptic, at Cryptic Closet on Twitter, at The Cryptic Closet on Instagram. Um, you can reach out to Vinny directly on Instagram at, at Vinny Malave. Um, you can also look at some of his designs. He has a separate Instagram just for his designs, at, at Vinny Malave Designs. Pretty yep. simple. Nice, nice branding there. Um, And then we we didn't touch on much, but you're also in a band. You're the guitarist and backup vocals of Kowloon Bay. So definitely check those out.
0: Yeah, we just released a new single called Against the Wall um, on Spotify and iTunes and everything.
1: Perfect. I mean, maybe we can, uh, at the end of this podcast, we can throw in uh, a snippet of that song.
0: If you want, I can send you the track. And if you want to play it at the end of the podcast, you're more than welcome to.
1: Perfect. I think that's be a good thing to end this on. Um so yeah, well after the theme music, my, my little jingle or whatever, listen for some like real quality music at the end of this um from Kowloon Bay. Um so again you can reach out to the podcast. Um you can go to Twitter at W D Y L podcast. Um you can go to Instagram at what do you like podcast. Um, you can reach out directly, you can email me at Jeremy at what do you like um, And yeah, I just thank you for listening.
0: Yeah. Um, no problem. And if uh, you listen to the song and you like what you hear, we're Kowloon Bay band on Facebook and Kowloon underscore Bay on Instagram. Perfect.
1: Yeah, definitely reach out, follow all those social medias. You'll greatly appreciate having those in your feed. Um, I know I always enjoy having anything of any posts come up in my feed. Um, all the designs are pretty amazing. Ditto. Um, I think. And again, if if you want to kind of step into the crypto closet, I fully suggest the Fanny DeVito. Especially uh, in this time, you're gonna need to be carrying hand sanitizer and extra masks and things like that. Yep. Perfect place to put that is in that Fanny DeVito or eggs, or eggs. Yes, yeah, just just raw eggs yeah it's good to have
0: yeah um, you you just put that little pot put that little promo code in now I'll, uh, I'll throw in a couple little goodies for you so awesome again thanks again for having me on here i had a lot of fun and uh look forward to uh listen to what you have coming up in the future
1: absolutely and we can't thank you enough for having you on and for everyone out there thank you for listening and we'll see you next time
0: Still need to go to your house because it looks really fucking cool
2: oh yeah yeah just come over right now
0: okay